Welcome back. This is Carl Jung's Black Books on Chicken Philosophy, Part 31. 31, Lamed Aleph, Aleph Lamed, L on the one hand, or two or toward on the other, spelled the same. You can tell the difference based on, uh, you know, the context. The tour toward sometimes gets shortened to L apostrophe, as in Leolam. So Leolam is short for El Olam, which, if you weren't interpreting correctly based on uh, context, you could say is God World. <laughs> no, that's God Money. No, the editor, everything. Thanks, thanks. That was that was very clever. But uh, Fool Justice, Air Libra. Air, Cardinal Air, hmm? a lot going on with that one, but uh, that's not what you came here for, is it? See, I'm going for the overly formal um, Hawaiian, not Hawaiian, but white guy, you know, tourist in Hawaii look, sort of a... Anyway, um, today is going to be fun, I've decided, at least for a little while, because I found, oh, by the way, did you see? I rearranged many of my books. Now I can point to Taco on the one hand and Iberito on the other. We've got the Meccan Revelations here for that, uh, for those recitals. <clears throat> the Tellier de Jardin is over here in a slightly different place, just cause for now. There's another Tellier de Jardin, yes, writings, the, uh, writings in the Time of War. There's a few others as well that are all coming for the future of the Tellier de Jardin segment. By the way, it occurred to me, if you're only watching or listening to the Carl Jung portion, the original portion of chicken philosophy, then maybe you don't know what I'm talking about or you've only heard me talk about it as something that will happen in the future. It has happened. It is happening. The next time I record on chicken philosophy will be episode two of the Tellier Desjardins. Uh, I pointed to it. It's there. You can watch that if you're interested. Um, but for today, when I was cleaning everything out, I did manage to find the little gray book that my dad gave me. If I'm not mistaken, it was, you know, uh, toward the end of his life. It might have been just a week or less before he died that he gave me this. Either that or it was the year before that. I think it was for my birthday, one way or the other. But the point is, just very quickly, I thought it would be fun since, okay, Full disclosure, I don't know how to read runes. There's like usually a, a cloth with some lines drawn on it, a pattern. You throw a certain number of runes and see which ones land where. Maybe I'll learn that one day. But you know what? If someone came from a future, from the future with a time machine and told me, you know what, in your whole life, Edward, you never learned how to properly read runes, I would not be surprised. But if they said, you know, at one point you did learn how to read runes, I would also not be surprised. So, okay, just for fun, I'm going to pick one rune out of the bag. And then we're going to just briefly read the most brief description of what it is, right? And then, based on that... I'm going to put that up somewhere, maybe up there, I don't know, <clears throat> and, uh, and choose the soundtrack based on that. How did I know? I knew, I knew it was going to be this. 
which looks a lot like an X. So can we put it, maybe we can just freeze it in place right there. And then I'll move my hand away and it'll stay. Is that too much to ask, Editor Edward? I hope not. Um, all right. What, pray tell, oh book, is the X? Partnership. Ooh. Ooh. That calls several things to mind. The first of which being that in the new Tellier Desjardins segment, there is a partnership or even a blending between myself, who as you all know is Gwydion, and this guy known as BT. The two have merged and become one. Uh, let's show a clip of that happening real quick. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty intense. It felt really weird giving up my hat, but then somehow I came to, back to life in half of a person. I don't know. I don't know. It's I've written about it in science fiction. Larry the librarian. All right. Partnership. Yes, that's all it says, but there's a little bit of a longer thing over here. I used to be able to read this with my eyes. <clears throat> a gift. Offerings from the gods or from chiefs to loyal followers. Hmm. All right. Um, give me a moment. Okay. Based on the idea of partnership, I have selected the music that we'll be playing while we begin reading volume two of Carl Jung's Black Books. All right. Let's get to it, shall we? See? See the... Uh... See the, the books here? Hmm? The second one, because we finished the first one last time. Yes. Very nice, very Alrighty, alrighty. Now, the, uh, the first, like, three quarters of this book is scans of Jung's uh, handwriting. This is all Jung's handwriting. I'm not gonna try to read Jung's handwriting. Thank goodness somebody typed it up and just stuck it in there right at the very end of the book. So we're gonna be reading this tiny little bit. So if they hadn't chosen to do that, uh, this would have been the two volume uh, black books. The first being the overview, the second being all the writings, assuming that the others are like this. All right. All right, let's cue the music. I bet you're wondering, you're on the edge of your seat wondering what I've chosen to represent partnership. Here it goes. <laughs> uh, let's try it. Book two, November, it's not working, it's not working. There we go, that's better. Is it too quiet? Yes. Make it a little louder. Might be too loud now. I told you this one was going to be fun. I didn't say anything about it being informative. We're reading a guy in writing in his diary a hundred years ago. So 
I gotta do something to make it fun. It's a little bit like Dracula, how the book Dracula is written. Alright. Ravel Bolero. Book two. November 22. Where the hell did my magnifying glass go? November 22 through December, excuse me, November 12th to December 29th, 1913. A huge task lay before me. I saw its enormous size. <laughs> and its value and meaning escaped me. I got into the dark and I groped along my path. That path led inward and downward. November 12th, 1913. My soul, my soul, where are you? Do you hear me? I speak, I call you. Are you there? I have returned, here I am again. I have shaken the dust of all the hands from my feet. Let me read that line again because it couldn't possibly say what I said. Let me try it again with the magnifying glass. I have shaken the dust of all the lands <laughs> from my feet. That makes much more sense than hands. Continuing. And I have come to you again. I am with you. After long years of long wandering, <laughs> enormous and long, sorry, I have come to you anew. Shall I tell you everything I have seen, experienced, and drunk in? Or do you not want to hear about all the noise of life and the world? But one thing you must know, the one thing I have learned, is that one must live this life. This life is the way, the long sought after way to the unfathomable, which we call divine, in quotes. There is no other way, all other ways, are false paths. Sidebar. Living your life is the way. All other ways are false paths. How can you not but live your life? Unless you mean like live your life. Live it. Don't just. I'll keep reading. I found the right way and it led me you to my soul I return tempered and purified do you still know me how long the separation lasted everything has become so different and how did I find you how strange my journey was what words should I use to tell you on what twisted paths a good star has guided me to you? Give me your hand. 
my almost forgotten soul, how warm the joy at seeing you again, you long forgotten, long disavowed soul. Life has led me back to you. Let us thank the life I have lived for all the happy and all the sad hours. For every joy and every pain, for every hope and every disappointment, all were stations on the path toward you. My soul, I found you again. I would like to, no, I will stay with you. My journey should continue with you. I will wander with you and ascend to my solitude, no longer alone as before, and greedy and impatient, but with comforting courage and quiet delight. Now, if this were my dad's journal, here it would say in all caps, CLOSE! 1.45 a.m. and 32 seconds, Arcadia, California. That's how he was. Anyway. November 14th, 1913. I am weary, my soul, and I lay my head on your shoulder. My wandering has lasted too long. My search for myself outside myself. Now I have gone through events and found you behind all the farrago. For on my straying through this farrago, question mark, let me work on this for a second for y'all. For on my straying through this farrago, that's a, uh, a footnote, a little seven. I thought it was a question mark. Editor Edward, uh, could you let us know the definition of farrago? A confused mixture. I discovered humanity and the world. I found men, and you, my soul, I found again, first in images within men, and then for real, how you are. Yes. I found you where I believed you the furthest away from me, when God forced me to surrender blindfolded and to lose myself. <clears throat> there you climbed out of the golden shafts. <laughs> and I found you again. You announced yourself to me in advance in dreams, which were dark to me, and which I sought to grasp in my own inadequate way. Makes me think of Deadpool's baby hands. Sorry. You know these dreams, how they burned in my soul and drove me to all the 
boldest acts of daring and forced me to push for the steepest summits? Yes, even to rise above myself. You let me see truths and enjoy their solemn bliss, of which I had no previous inkling. You let me undertake journeys whose endless length would have scared my scarred, scared, would have scared my consciousness beyond rescue if the knowledge of them had not been secure in you. Maybe I talk too much about myself? Question mark. Forgive me. My heart is full because I have come from far wandering. I wandered for 11 years, so long that I forgot that I possessed a soul that I could call my own. I belonged to men and things. I did not belong to myself. Where were you all this time? Which beyond, with a capital B, delivered you and gave you sanctuary? Where you did not starve to death? How did you fare? So, uh, Carl, you, you have a body and, you know, if you don't feed it, it'll starve. But your soul, uh, maybe, you're, maybe you're just being facetious. No, the soul doesn't starve if you... Oh, that you must speak through me, that my speech and I are a symbol for you. How should I decipher you? Who are you, child? Are you, you certainly know that you have used this image in my dreams, the image of a little girl. Parentheses, and I found you again only through the soul of a woman. End parentheses. Childish interpretation shall be far from me, because I must prize the image that you use. How dare I guess about this? What do I know of your mystery? Call not before thyself the visible image of the soul of nature. For thou must not behold it, ere thy body be purged by the sacred life. <laughs> A little bit of the Chaldean oracles of Zoroaster. There are neither Chaldean nor of Zoroaster. No. I'll keep reading. Where the hell was I? Paragraph. I mean, well, that and parentheses. Look, I bear a wound that as yet is not healed. My ambition to make an impression. I hear you, Carl. I've been working on healing that wound myself. Hence, close my mouth and keep all my words inside of you. They are directed toward you. 
do not believe that I am selfish. I will bend everything in me to alert those I love to the depths and heights that you hold and hide in your child's hand. And parentheses. Forgive me if I speak as in a dream. Prince, 1999. No. Forgive me if I speak as in a dream, like a drunkard. Are you God? Is God a child? A female child? I must tell myself most clearly. Does he use the image of a child that dwells in every man's soul? Were Horus, Tages, and Christ not children? Dionysus and Heracles were also divine children. Did Christ, the God of man, not call himself the Son of Man? What was his innermost thought in doing so? Should the daughter of man be God's name? Forgive me if I babble. No, no one else hears me. <clears throat> I speak to you quietly, and you know. T. What? With a line through it. Oh, okay. He, he started to write a capital T, and then he crossed it out and changed it to a lowercase t. These are details. You know that I am not a drunkard, and that my heart twists in pain. From the stabbing wound, whose darkness delivers speeches full of mockery. Quote, you're staring in your own, you're starring in your own comedy. You're lying to yourself. You spoke so as to deceive others and make them believe in you. You want to be a prophet and chase after your ambition. End quote. Uh, you might want to listen to that one, Carl, and then throw that one away too quickly. I think it might be onto something. Just saying. Just saying. Maybe. Or maybe not. But Only kidding. Blessed is he who has also overcome his own mockery. Fair enough. But you see that the wound still bleeds, and that I am far from being able to pretend that I do not hear my own mockery. I bring it before both you and me, <clears throat> and leave it, and go on, because I feel that I must speak to you from myself, and through myself, from you. Sometimes I do that at the ocean. Uh, here in Goa, I'm blessed to be within bicycling, 12 minutes bicycling distance from the ocean. So sometimes I go to the ocean and uh, if I have something in me I need to leave, I give it to the ocean. 
Maybe that's a little weird and fruity. Fruity as in mental. So it's not as politically incorrect as if I was saying. Um, one moment. Alright. Now we've got the music from a Doctor Who episode called Partners in Crime, which is early uh, David Tennant and Donna stuff. I think it's background enough. Maybe too background, but... Uh, it's fine. It's like, you know, whatever. All right. <clears throat> yes. Blessed is he, yes. From you, but bleh. Again and again, I think of those, quote, amazingly torturous paths, end quote, that led to you, my child. Parentheses, how strange it sounds to me to call you a child. You who still hold the all without end in your hand. End parentheses. I am thinking of this first vision that you gave me in a dream, where I saw you hovering. Parentheses, is it 14 years since then? End parentheses. How thick the darkness was back then. How impetuous and how egotistic my passion was. How subjugated I was by all the daemons of ambition. <clears throat> the desire for glory, greed, uncharitableness, and zeal at that time. And how totally ignorant I was then. Life tore me away, and I deliberately moved away from you. And I have done so for all these years. But I remained with you minimally <clears throat> until the love for women tore me completely off and away from you. I recognize how good all of this was, but I thought that you were lost or sometimes it seems to me that I was lost. But you were not lost, nor was I. <clears throat> I went on the dusty way of the day. You went invisibly with me and guided me, step by step. Oh, the one footprint in the sand was from when I carried Putting the pieces together meaningfully and letting me see the whole and ultimate in each part. You took away where I thought to take hold, and you gave me where I did not expect anything. And time and again, you brought about fate from new and unexpected quarters. Where I sowed, you robbed me of the harvest. <clears throat> and where I did not sow, you give me fruit a hundredfold. A hundredfold. Past tense and then present tense. Maybe that's a typo, maybe not, I don't know. Should I check my handwriting? No. Um, and time and again, <clears throat> I lost the path and found it again where I would never have foreseen it. You upheld my belief when I was alone and near despair. At every decisive moment, you let me believe in 
myself. I'm going to go ahead and stop there because <clears throat> we've read two of his diary entries. And I don't want to stop in the middle of a diary entry. So, um, yeah, this is, this is not as dull as I thought it would be. I don't know. I mean, to me it's fun. And maybe it's fun to you as well. I don't know. Hopefully. Comment below. Let me know. And, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, today's, that's today's episode of Chicken Philosophy. Carl Jung's Black Books, moving right along. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a good week. And uh, happy holidays. Got Christmas coming up in uh, like less than a week, so that's cool. We got our Christmas tree. Here's our Christmas tree. It's a modest, humble tree. I should probably put ornaments on it or something, shouldn't I? I'll, I'll dig those out today and put those on. I've been putting that off. Okay. <clears throat> That's all out of me for today. And uh, as usual, from the heart, I bid you...